I do wish she was involved in our anybody that does like a Zoom meeting and it says recording in progress. I think she's a little sexy voice. <laughs> Good morning, Lily. Good morning, Lucas. <laughs> I actually our, uh, I I think we need. I was like, hey, maybe she should do our intro. <laughs> Hello, yeah. welcome to partial credit Hello. in progress. Oh, oh, there you go. Like she could. <laughs> Welcome to this partial credit recording already in progress. Oh, see? Oh my gosh. Yeah, where where do we get the sexy Zoom lady? <laughs> I'll uh I'll put out some feelers. Okay. Yeah. I know people. You know some people? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is our not awkward at all new introductory section to our episodes. Today, biology, we're going to have a guest, but right now it's just me and Lily. Good morning, Lily. Hello. Good morning, Lucas. Hello? Uh, doing well. Hello. Hello. Hello? You... Hello? Hello. Sorry, I'm looking for that podcast. Hello. You just. Oh, um, I, I don't know. I haven't had enough coffee this morning and I've been doing laundry. There's, there's been a lot going on. Okay. Yeah. Hello. I had a busy morning as well, but most of it uh, I'm not allowed to talk about on the air. On the air. Why do we still say on the air? Uh, because I can't say our the recording. Ooh. It's not on the air. I mean, but it does go through the air to get to the recording i don't know <laughs> okay okay so this episode is coming out today october 27th four days before halloween it is our biology class spooky episode it's our spooky episode it's our spooky episode uh death around to the world Mm -hmm. uh, with an old friend of mine, uh, Gina Marie, will be joining us later. Uh, but I just wanted to say good morning to you. Say how wonderful it is to be making this podcast with you on the same continent. And um, I don't know. Soon, what are we doing? That will not be a thing. That will uh, not be a thing for about a month. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> that will come at a later date. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, good so morning. Yeah. Uh, we'll just get the socials out of the way right now. Well, I want to do my notes for Megan. Okay. Uh, coming off of our orientation episode, our last episode. Uh, her, the notes for Megan were, why didn't you give Lily tomatoes? And mm -hmm. uh, I didn't have a good answer. Yep. There you go. Uh, I agree. I agree. Uh, the note from the man who hates everything. He doesn't, in fact, hate our stickers. Oh, he was the gosh. first to email, <laughs> so he gets stickers, and I opened the stickers. email, and the, the title head said, I'm just here for the stickers, and then you open it, and it said, and ice mining, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it turns out if you email us anything, you get some stickers. I know, so and uh, I will be... Person first person to email us at partial.credit.pod at gmail.com. What do we think? How, how many stickers in our sticker pack? I don't know how many. I think I did five for him. All right. Four or five stickers. You're going to get four. First person that makes one of us laugh or smile um, gets uh, five stickers. On yeah. There. And they may not be related to our podcast. What about that? Ooh. Ooh. Well, that's um, exciting. Now I'm going to, I mean, hold on. I got an email to write. You're like, uh, actually, a couple will be related to the podcast, and then I'll throw in a couple. I have a, I have a massive sticker collection. So. I started a sticker collection accidentally. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's become a our socials, and okay. then some generic free music will play, and we'll be back uh, for our full episode. I love it. All right, so I'm uh, I'm, I'm on the TikTok now. Yeah. Um, having fun on the TikTok. The TikTok. Uh, and it's the same as my Instagram, Sacred Play-Doh. Um, come and find me. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's sad. Uh, yeah. Lily? Well, I am also on the TikTok, but I'm not as active on the TikTok as you are. And it is also the same as my Instagram. Uh, at Social Deadly media Pineapple. consistency. I know. Deadly Pineapple. De sorry, 13. Yeah. At Deadly, Deadly Pineapple, Pineapple 13. 13. Which suggests that there was 12 Deadly Pineapples before you. Well... Yeah, <laughs> kind of how I murdered them all off. But you know, we don't talk about that on the show. <laughs> Remember right. the list of things we don't talk about? That's one of them. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll stop bringing up the murder. Um, well, shall we play some generic free music and so. come mm -hmm. back with a uh, dear old friend, Gina Marie? 
I really think that's what the people want is the free music. And then they just kind of skip over the rest of this. Oh. I don't know. Okay. Anyways, email us at partialcredit. Partial.credit.pod at Gmail. I practiced all summer. Oh, I'm so glad. Um, <laughs> I had a brain fart and I said at at the beginning. And I was like, wait, no, that's, that's for our Instagram. What is our Instagram? Uh, at what is our Instagram? Yeah, I thought I you practiced all summer. Just the email. <laughs> <laughs> I really sorry. This is like absolutely random, but I love our Twitter handle though, because at CreditPod. At CreditPod, because I I completely fuzzled that up, um, so badly because I don't what? use Twitter. What you don't use Twitter? Twitter. I don't use Twitter. <laughs> what is our what was our credit score after orientation did you notice uh it was actually pretty good it was like 65 or something like that no 65.24 yeah i don't know, I don't know how credit good. scores work they made them up in the 80s folks um anyways instagram at partial dot credit dot pod ah. twitter at credit pod yeah facebook is just Type in partial credit. Partial credit yeah, you'll see one of our faces and go, ah, oh, that's the one. Yeah. All right. All right. Welcome to Partial Credit, the education podcast with a twist. What's the twist? We don't know. It sounded like a really cool hook, and now we're stuck with it. Thank you, Lily. I'm Lucas, the host and the head teacher for completely arbitrary reasons. Today, we are joined, as always, by my stellar co-host, Lily. Hello. Hello. And a very special guest, a dear old friend, one of the few people in the world that knew me when I was cool, Gina Marie. Was <laughs> Welcome, <ever> everyone. Cool? <laughs> Well, Thank we were. You. Hi, Gina Marie. We hi, were friends in high cool. school. You're still cool. We were friends in high school, and uh, I was the coolest guy. <laughs> Wasn't. Somehow I don't <laughs> believe that, but like you can be cool in your own way, and I like. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was cool, and that's all it took. So yeah, hello, Gina Marie. Welcome to Partial Credit. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. It's exciting. Yeah. We like guests. It takes the pressure off of us and puts it all on you. Um, That's so reassuring. I'm happy to take the spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today is uh, biology. Uh, I don't. We didn't do biology last season. We did. Uh, we did. We sort of did. We did a guest biology episode with my dad. Oh um, yes, you're right. You're right. I forgot about Gary. Uh, yeah. Jesus. I forgot about Gary. I'm sorry, Gary. It's okay. <laughs> He'll never forgive you. Yeah, um, until he needs But I like that we're me. starting off biology really early. I yeah. Like it, it was the wrap up of our season last year. Um, today, though, we're, that was a lot of, that was more about life and uh, reproduction and mm -hmm. frogs. This yeah. also has a few frogs, but uh, not really a lot of them. We're talking about the various failings of carbon-based life forms today. They are weak, flawed, and generally useless tube within a tube systems. So uh, that's something I remember from. Oh, who was the uh, who was our science teacher, Gina Marie? Uh, was it Mr. Norton? Yes, I had Mr. Norton. I had Mr. Norton as Mrs. Norton was down the hall teaching something else. I don't know. I was high. Um, <laughs> did you know that most human beings can barely take a brick to the head without crying like a big baby? It's true. Uh, Lily, I know you have a relationship with biology. I do. Uh, and frogs. Uh, <laughs> how many frogs would you estimate in the entire scope of human history have been sacrificed for high school biology classes? Not just Mr. No. Norton. Millions. Millions, if not billions, maybe? Yeah. Marie, any guesses? Um, not, I'm not good with numbers, but my all I can think of is it's just way too much. Because... Way too much. I, it, I really I didn't learn much from it. 
I tried to I tried to find this number. I couldn't find this number. Um, I found a lot of the really interesting alternatives that they're doing to this now, uh, with like three D printed frogs that they sort of take apart and and things like that. Well, so yeah, we're not so like, disturbing ecosystems. I've actually never dissected a frog in a biology class. Oh, really? Yeah, because no, it was and just here's not that age something... difference that comes in. Oh, oh I. I didn't say I've never dissected a frog. I've never dissected <laughs> a frog in a biology class. <laughs> I did. I did it a frog not... and a fetal pig. Yeah, I can. I can one up you. We did the frog, the pig, and a cat. You were in that advanced class. Yeah, and my cat had. It was embarrassing, and it was Mr. Norton's class. And my cat was a male, and it had the biggest testicles out of all the cats in the room. And Mr. Norton said, come on over here, everybody, and look at the testicle on this cat. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> that is wonderful. Uh, I liked Mr. Norton. Uh, I don't think he cared much for me, but... Oh. <laughs> he was well, a cool teacher, but he wasn't as cool as you. That, it, you know what? We're having her That's back. Weird. That's a high, high compliment. <laughs> I was high all the time. Um... <laughs> I think I was like, you were, you were a high student, weren't you? I actually hated my biology teacher in really? high school. I hated him. I absolutely hated him because I, I came from my dad being a biology professor and like having all of this knowledge of biology I got into my sophomore biology class and I was like, what the hell? What? What are we learning, sir? And it was like, he's like, and these are the dinosaurs. And I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, no. And I'm, I was, mitochondria. I was, I was a student that like, if, you know, I knew something and you didn't engage me in any challenging way, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. So. I ended up getting a C in biology, but it's like my dad looked at me and he's like, you know this stuff. Why are you not doing it? And I'm like, that's exactly why I know this stuff. Why should I have to prove that I know this stuff? Whenever it was just a horrible class. Oh gosh. It was, I should have gone into like AP bio or something. Or just got bad. high. You know, um, that, that would have been a good solution, actually. Well, this is not only our biology episode, is it, Lily? It's not. What is? What else is this episode? It's our spooky episode. Yeah, it's our spooky episode. <laughs> We're talking about death. Death is a normal part of biology, um, as we said, the failings of all carbon-based life forms. And uh, I'm going to start us off today by going through a few different death rituals from around the world. Um, chime in at any time uh, if you have any thoughts, opinions, or um, just want to kill me. And uh, those of you at home or driving to work, be sure to scream at the top of your lungs in response to any of the mistakes we may make. <laughs> All right, we're starting with the super fun death ritual from the island of Madagascar. This oh, one cool. is something. <laughs> this is, uh, it's called Dancing with the Dead. Um, about a week ago, I looked up how to pronounce this, and I've already forgotten. You ready? We always butcher it, though. Butcher it's so bad. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, Fami de, de Hana, Dancing of the Dead. Or the turning of the bones. I like, Lily, that you looked at me like I got it right when you yourself have no fun. I know. I was like, yeah, he did that <laughs> so well. I was like, yeah. That, like, got three it. weeks ago, like, pronunciation just, like, came back to him. Like, he Fami got that. <laughs> I, I think I wrote it phonetically here because it's underlined as being incorrect. So, Fami Dehana. We're going to go with that. Right. Uh, yeah, or, it sounds good. Or the turning of the bones. Now, this that I love cool. because this is like a built-in family vacation in Madagascar, which I really love. Um, every five to seven years, uh, bodies are exhumed from their crypts. Family members strip the deceased fa the, the deceased family member, wrap them in fresh garments and shrouds, and then have a small cocktail party where guests talk, drink, and dance with the departed. Ah, um, it's my it, Saturday night. 
Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. That. I've been patiently waiting for the reboot of Weekend at Bernie's. Turns out it was in Madagascar the the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. So they 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 exhume the bodies and then just kind of have a party. Now they undress and redress them. Yeah, in new clothes. Don't the bones it's... start falling apart at some point? I I would imagine, but th I think that's where the um, that takes a while. Yeah, and, and they, they will do garments, and then it sounds like they sort of switch over to shrouds, which I'm assuming are just, like, fancy bags. and Yeah, like and a burlap I'd stack. Put, I'd rather make little tuxedos for each bone. <laughs> here, here we are in arts and crafts, folks. Uh, that's fantastic. I was thinking they keep getting smaller and smaller, or if you chose to cremate, you could just make hacky sacks. Oh, um, there you go. But I think I'm I think I'm being offensive. Um, I was gonna say, with all due respect to Madagascar, I I like the sound of this. I I like I do. culture's perspective. Ed. A lot of what I've, I'm you're gonna you're gonna notice a theme here. A lot of this is family, um, yeah. really family oriented. Um, so now, once the weekend at Bernie's party is over, uh, the dead are then reinterred, turned upside down. And the crypt is then resealed uh, for another hmm. five to seven years. Um, bodies it's who like have... like making sure your pancake doesn't burn on one side. Right? <laughs> 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 right? Like, I don't, yes. I don't understand the, the point of yes. flipping, this, but like... This, I don't know. Um, that's and... the only way I can... <laughs> Think of it as so the body decomposes wholly and not, you know, one side just, I don't know. That's so So when the bubbles stop coming up like a pancake, yeah. you flip it back over? Yeah, you flip it. Well, that makes sense because the body does bubble. So, like, it's, yeah. they're just like, ah, it's their time. So, bloop, you know. <laughs> okay. So, bodies that have never been exhumed are believed to be suspended in limbo. Um, and I wrote a terrible joke here, but I want to. <laughs> I wish I had a better joke, <laughs> similar to a musical montage in a Wes Anderson film, which is always the weirdest part of Wes. Every, I don't know when they're running around. Oh, gosh, in, in when they're too weird. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so there's my. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna hope that's my worst joke of the day. But yeah, that is Fami Dehana from Madagascar, Dancing with the Dead. Um, would you? Would you? I mean. I don't know. I don't know Gina Marie's family as well at this point as I do Lily's. But I'm going to ask both of you this question: Would you dig up Gary, Lily, and have yeah. a party? Yeah. Update him <laughs> on some frog science. Yeah. Update him <laughs> on some stuff. You know. No, I like if if that was a part of you know a tradition that was in in my family and and in my my area, I would be like, yeah, I'll dig up my parents and. Yeah, a glass of wine. no it wouldn't be weird to them like it's weird to us because we're like wow no we just put them in the ground you know? yeah stop don't thinking really about touch it them. We, <laughs> like, let them be would would you participate in this kind of uh uh activity gina marie oh yeah yeah I would. although how deeply are they buried because i don't i'm not i don't want to be digging too much but no like lily, lily said if they were part of the culture i'd be in yeah well lily's got an auger you can borrow that yeah Ooh, she's only she's only right had, now yeah she's had only it for had like it over for... a month yes that well, if anyone if anyone wants you. anyone wants to help me build a fence um i will pay you <laughs> <laughs> i am not joking <laughs> i don't i don't know who you all are but <laughs> Hey, it might get that might this. get you that might get you a sticker pack. Uh, I go know, ahead and email might... us to partial.credit.pod <laughs> at gmail. All to get right. a sticker pack and to get to build my fence. Yeah, Let's with go. my auger. Yeah, that I've had for like a month and a half. Yeah, I I like how she's coming closer to reality with six weeks. <laughs> uh, okay, so our, <laughs> our next uh, our next stop on our trip around the world. I picked this just for you, Lily, um, because I I'm gonna mispronounce it. Is it, okay. is it is it paw paw? I was want I look at the way it's spelled, and it's I want to say Papua New Guinea. Papua New, Papu New, New Guinea. Guinea. See, yeah. this is why we're here. Um, so yeah, that place. 
now, <laughs> Egyptian mummification died out centuries ago. Um, but the truly cool Agna tri tribe are totally into retro stuff. Um, in the mountainous Morobi province, a corpse is, uh, so you die, you become a corpse, mm -hmm. as previously covered in the biology portion of this. Um, a corpse is seated and smoked over roaring flames for three months, uh, tied to a chair. They are smoked in a sitting position um, for three months to prevent decomposition. Now it does bloat, and um, when it does start to bloat, oh, Lily, you gonna be okay? <laughs> I know. I'm just. I'm. I'm so interested in this. I'm like, what is gonna happen to this guy? Does it explode? Like, do they poke it with a stick? Like, that's exactly it. They poke it with sticks to drain the fluids. Um, yep. Every time it starts to bloat. Now and throughout the process, the dearly departed is never allowed to touch the ground. This is a big part of the ritual. The body cannot touch the ground, nor can the fluids or anything that comes off of the uh, deceased. Um, and once this process is completed, uh, Uncle Bill is strapped to like a new chair mm -hmm. and carried up to a cliffside where he perches. He is perched now with all the other elders just sitting up on this cliff oh, that's uh, so cool. overlooking the village. <laughs> Um, yeah, I love this. I, I I failed to find the recipe for how long this actually takes, um, but months. I would think. Does so. that recipe include what they do with the fluids that come out of the body? Nope, nope. I could not find it. I I could probably rustle some papers uh, while we're doing another portion of the show and maybe find it. But uh, I'm realizing now that I lost out on some of the more interesting parts of uh, what's happening uh, with the Agna tribe. Um, and their version of mummification. I would love um, to see this. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was just going to say, I need pictures of this. Who's <laughs> <laughs> gone into this tribe and taken pictures. So I, anytime I see a dead animal on the side of the road, I gauge the level of floating. I'm like, ah, it's about a two to three day decomp right there. I've, like, I've watched raccoons roll over, you know? But, yeah. <laughs> like, it sounds like a website like, you could start. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyone, like people take like videos of like animals that have been hit and they're like they're still alive their their spirit's still there and i'm like now nah, this body fluid it's like body fluid moving and like <laughs> they're bloating like they don't have a, an air vent like <laughs> think about that like just squeeze on it a little bit and it will come out either end and what was that end. what was that stupid vampire show uh where they the true blood there you go wasn't there like a de decomposing fox uh is that am i thinking of the right i don't I know see it. worthless aside um <laughs> i was yeah anyways but i actually worked in a um it was technically the county medical examiner's office but it was also a pathology lab um and there was this one person that came in and she had probably about like 20 to 30 bullet wounds. And she was just like every two minutes, <laughs> like, cause she just had to, she had been decomposing for like four days. And so like oh. all the gases were building up and, and expelling themselves. And it just makes a whole lot of noise. That's fascinating. <laughs> If it sounded anything like when you're flipping pancakes or making pancakes, that would be perfect. Oh, like you're saying, like the you're saying the sounds of the the air and the gases coming out of the mm -hmm. bullet wounds sounded like a little farts, yeah, but oh. they were just like little <laughs> tiny farts. Now, Dusty is one of those few dogs that makes a sound when he farts, so I'm picturing yeah. that. Yes, Bo boxers notoriously that. make loud farts. Um. <laughs> okay. well, so I'm we're just, gonna. I don't think Chester makes fart noises. No. No, most dogs don't. They don't have butt cheeks. Yeah. This is the real stuff, folks. Okay. There is a huge. <laughs> sorry. This this got me like this triggered moment. So my friend group, we have been in the middle of an intense discussion of where 
the fart makes the noise, whether it's the rectum or the butt cheeks make the noise. It's the cheeks. It's the cheeks. I'm I'm on team cheeks as well. Thank you. <laughs> However, there's there's the t there's the t-shirt. That's uh, your t-shirt. Team cheeks. Um, <laughs> so writing that down, Lily's assignment. <laughs> team cheeks. Ah, uh, that's gonna be a fun one. Um, I just I just picture a lot of variously sized buttocks. Exactly what it's okay. going to be. Right. Um, this, is, this is the creative process in motion. Anyway, your friend group does a does a study on this. Please, um, actually, from a, later on. It, they a lot of them believe it's it's so great. I say it's at this point. I'm like it's both because you you can't you can't just say it's one or the other. But I'm team cheeks all the I'm way. Team cheeks. Um, team cheeks. For reasons I I will I I would say on the recording, but would probably end in a divorce. Um... <laughs> I know what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All back right. to back to the dead. Yes, we are going <laughs> to yes or the soon to be. Um, now this is my our, my last stop on our world tour. Um, we are finishing up in Tibet, um, which. Uh, we're going to finish our tour in Tibet with Tibetan sky burials. Um, this one is both gross and beautiful. Um, so Tibetans, uh, uh, Buddhist Tibetans, I believe, uh, considering the corpse a discarded husk, the deceased were, are placed atop a high peak uh, to be eaten by vultures. Uh, the soul was already on its way to reincarnation station, so it was no big deal uh, to feed your neighbor or sister to a bunch of vultures. Um, especially uh, because uh, in Tibet, they believe the vulture wouldn't eat the body of a person who had ever committed an evil deed. Mm -hmm. um, There's so videos the, of it. Oh, I, 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 so I'm, I, I'm squeamish when it comes to this stuff. Oh, oh this, I watched this, all the videos. This yeah. three oh. things, that's, that's enough for, to write that was enough for me. I didn't need pictures. I didn't need videos. <laughs> Anyways, so. if you want to see a video of it, it's actually really kind of cool, to be honest. Like, um, uh, what they do is they they have this kind of like pit that they put all of the bodies in, and they're all in like a fetal position, uh, and they're all bound and and tied up. Um, and then I don't know where all these vultures come from, but like it's a release of vultures, and they just like attack the. Of the bodies and they just go for it and there's just mounds of vultures so it's, just it's it's a group thing yeah okay it's wow. usually like a mass amount of people in there i did not know that that's new to me yeah. i thought it was like you got one guy over here on the hill and and that's it no it's like it's like a mass thing i like yeah. this it's clean efficient eco-friendly you're helping the birds well that's you know that's actually like uh, why it came out a couple of years ago is because like everyone was super into like eco-friendly death for some reason a couple of years the, ago. The I don't the mushrooms, the diamonds. Yep. Like there was a whole lot of like weird stuff. You get your right? ashes pressed into a record. It yeah. continues now. The new thing, well, one of the latest is um, human composting and aquamation, which is um, reincarnation without the fire. I mean, not reincarnation. Um, Cremation. cremation without the fire oh cremation oh okay yeah now we um when we were buying our property here in vermont we we looked at the laws on on burial on your own property and one of the main goals because megan's gonna outlive me there's no doubt is with this new tractor is making sure she knows how to use the backhoe uh, oh so, so she, can, she can bury you yeah. yeah yeah so she can dig my grave uh, as long as i don't die in the middle of the winter um but you know yeah, just put me in the awkward. basement Lucas, you yeah, could, just put you, you on could ice. dig your grave. You could dig your grave now, cover it with like some plywood, and okay. um, maybe it would be like a, some sort of a, a therapeutic uh, exercise can, for you. Can I do that when I'm done uh, digging a pond? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or do I dig the pond big enough to do like a Viking burial? 
and uh that one torches me that one because i will come to that funeral (laughs) (laughs) the kicking lucas into a hole funeral is not interesting enough for you i mean yeah no not really but the viking funeral (laughs) maybe if we did like a viking oop we could design it so that like you would go across the pond and then you would land and then we'd just like throw you into the grave you'd just flick you in you just Or, you know, we're going to have a, a bunch of chickens. We could just do like a Vermont sky burial where chickens eat me. <laughs> chickens would do that, too. They'd be like, nom, 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 nom. Yep. And you can have a very sarcastic omelet. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of reincarnation, we brought on uh, our friend Gina Marie to talk to us a bit about reincarnation. Um, uh, before we get into that, can we can we just can we ask the question roundtable? Does anybody who who here believes in reincarnation? I do. I do. I, okay, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. I'm here to be convinced. Is it uncomfortable? Is there a post up your butt, or is it just a comfy fence? <laughs> I have come here to convince you. That's All right. Why I wanted to come on the show. All right. Well, Gina Marie, please tell us. How to get to Reincarnation Station. Oh, well, I don't know how to get to Reincarnation Station, but um, there are some people who believe that the more you meditate, I'm just pulling, this is not prepared um, remarks, so I'm, I'm pulling this out of the air here. I think there are people who believe that the more you meditate, then the greater the chances are that you will remember your past life after you have reincarnated. Okay. Um, But I don't know how to get to reincarnation station. What I would like to talk about is, is there proof of reincarnation? I believe there is. And um, so what I have come today with is, let me, let me back up and set this up. Uh, A few years ago, I read two books about this very topic. And at the time I was planning on writing a novel about it. So I took notes. And so I brought my notes with you. I brought my notes with me. And um, that's what I really want to talk about is these books. I'm holding them up so that you two can see them. And so these are both books by Jim B. Tucker, MD. Um, one is called Return to Life, Extraordinary Cases of Children Who Remember Past Lives. And the other one is I called, know this book. Yeah. The other one's called Life Before Life, Children's Memories of Previous Lives. So this guy, he's a serious scientist. Um, He is professor of psychiatry and neurobehavioral sciences at the University of Virginia in their Division of Perceptual Studies, or DOPS for short. DOPS was founded in 1967, and a large portion of their research is about finding proof of reincarnation by interviewing these kids all over the world. This, I love this. This is fascinating. We are going to have to take a quick break, though, and then we're just going to talk about these wild kids. Uh, This is awesome. I'm really pleased with the direction this is going and that I did not prepare in any way by reading your notes. Um, It's better than So, uh, musical interlude, and we will be right back. Welcome to part two of Partial Credit Biology episode. Special guest, Gina Marie. As always, Lily. This time, Lily, man on the street, out and about. What's the traffic, Lily? Ah, the traffic is rainy and gross. Mm, Yes. (laughs) It's five o'clock, so of course everyone is on the road right now. Yep. All right, so we've got uh, Lily in traffic. Gina Marie, how are things over in your neck of the woods? Oh, my neck of the woods is... Full of pillows and blankets because apparently my room was echoey. I'm sorry, I was editing the audio. I made a note. (laughs) (laughs) So we left our first half. Uh, We were talking about reincarnation and uh, various children around the world as evidence of reincarnation. If I if I understand correctly, Gina Marie. That's right. That's right. Uh, This there are two wonderful books uh, written about this subject by Jim B. Tucker, M.D. 
And his entire career is devoted to investigating these cases. And so what I'd like to do is tell all the listeners about the work they've done, because I think it means that reincarnation is real. All right. Spooky Sode in effect. Let's go. Okay. Um, So just to backtrack a little bit, I just wanted to say that Jim Tucker and his team travel all around the world investigating these real cases. And back in the year 2005, they had already researched more than 2,500 cases. That's Jim and his his department. So by now there's like thousands and thousands of these cases. And there are lots of times when they have concluded that this is not a real reincarnation. And there's also a lot of times when they don't have enough evidence to conclude one way or another. But there have been enough times when they have definitively proved that yes, this is a real reincarnation, that now they have real data and there are real patterns and the books are full of the real statistics and all kinds of cool stories that I recommend that people read because it's fascinating, but they okay. talk about how they do the research. So the, uh, the very little I know about them, they focus on children yes. as evidence of reincarnation? Yes. So what happens is um, these children start talking about their past lives. And of course, a lot of times the parents don't believe them. Of course, they think that they're talking about an imaginary friend or they're just being imaginative. But the kids will give details that can be researched that prove that they have information that they could only know if they were really a reincarnated person. Hmm. So what I've brought is just some notes from the books that talks about the commonalities between the cases. Okay. And these, and these kids are from different countries, different cultures, different religions. So, so they're that- not they're not they're not all talking on whatsapp (laughs) okay no (laughs) sorry and actually you know youtube like how did they buy these oh what's that i think i I think the chopper's gone down hey we're looking for our kids sorry i think i think it's probably People, the parents probably start researching it and then they find this division of perceptual studies that's done the research and maybe they get in touch that way. I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. That's a good question. Um, okay. So yeah. are we ready yeah. to dive into some of the cool knows, details? Let us know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, let's get into it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm actually going to start before the reincarnation actually happens to talk about how sometimes they've found that a dying person will actually announce to their family that they are going to come back as a specific yet to be born person, which is cool. I think that happens in different cultures, not in America. And um, I would do that. Wouldn't that be cool? And I think, um, yeah, Lily, isn't this something totally like what that. happens with the Dalai Lama? Isn't that how they? Yeah. So, like, actually, like Buddhism, like they they look for the next Dalai Lama by like reincarnation. It's it's really like. um, But do they call uh, their shot? Do they? No, it's it's more like they're like someone is going to be the next me, and it like the they say like the spirit of them goes out into the universe, and uh, the baby is born the exact moment the dolly dies okay like it's yeah it's like down to the the exact minute it's kind of insane um and like they seek this person out um and most of like they're saying most of the time it's like with a worker or you know someone who's <laughs> um, there's a movie that I was made to watch. What Dreams May Come, starring Robin Williams. Yeah. Uh, Lily's going through a tunnel, uh, or the chopper has gone down. Gina Marie, you go ahead and talk over her. Okay, I will, <laughs> I will do that. Um, <laughs> they also they say that the median time between the death and the rebirth is 15 to 16 months. 
And the children usually start making these past life statements around age two to four. And they almost always stop talking about their past life between ages six or seven. And 75% of these kids talk about how they died and the mode of death, the way they died is frequently violent or sudden. Oh. (laughs) And sometimes the kid will talk about the funeral of their previous personality, which would indicate that their consciousness sort of hung around their body after they died before they reincarnated. So I think about that when I go to funerals and I kind of like look up in the air, I'm like, I wonder if they're here right now watching. Uh, the one thing that like the one thing I really think about is like when we die, we we have so much energy around us constantly. Like where does that go? You know, like it it doesn't just disappear. The energy is still there. You can't kill energy. Well, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and so it, it clearly exactly. goes back into something else. Right now, if Lily died, if she ran off the road right now, she'd be podcasting for all eternity. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> that sounds like a fresh hell. Reports from another realm. That sounds good. <laughs> Maybe um, people wouldn't tailgate me then. That would be nice. Can we like make a world where people don't tailgate each other? That would be really nice. Well, you could break check them with impunity though. Well, something <laughs> that's interesting, speaking of death, of course, is that uh, sometimes these children have phobias that are linked to the past life and usually related to the way they died. And some of the examples in the books included a fear of water or a fear of drowning. And um, sometimes those phobias start exhibiting themselves before the kid can even speak. And um, another interesting thing. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. uh, Just, I, I have a very vague, wasn't there a kid that had like a facial deformity and he, he, he or she, I can't remember now, were the reincarnation of someone who had been shot in the face. Is that, am I thinking of the right book or am I just, or am I thinking of Dick Cheney? Oh, you must have read ahead in my notes because I have, <laughs> they talk about how a lot of times the kid is born with birthmarks or birth defects that match wounds from their, the body of the previous personality. Oh. And they're often unusual in shape or size, and they're often puckered or raised up on the skin. And sometimes- um, Like a scar. Yeah, like a scar from surgery. And they were even, this is more like what, um, what Lucas was talking about. There are some cases where there are missing digits or internal diseases that match the previous personality. And there was even, oh, this is so cool. There was even one kid who, when he learned how to walk, he had a limp and no one could figure out why because there was nothing wrong with him physically. But later on, they figured out that his previous personality did limp because of some, some accident. Or accident something. or deformity or, maybe, or something. Right. So that's probably what what you were reading about. Yeah. Oh, I and most of my, my intake of knowledge is passive. So I, I, I'm sure I'm missing details. They, what, I'm just going to keep talking unless you interrupt me so go ahead and interrupt. <laughs> no i'm just i i, I have just... so many notes <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh it's a lot of fucking information the whole the whole subject how what's the most compelling out of your notes what's the most in, intensely driven not lily driving intensely <laughs> driven <laughs> Because, all right, so I know about the limp kid. Okay. We'll call him limp kid. Limp biscuit. (laughs) Yeah, limp biscuit. Um, I'm trying to find scars on myself now. (sighs) I got nothing. (laughs) You want the most compelling case of one of these sorts of situations? Yeah, I want. I don't have that. Or the. I read these books. I read these books a few years ago. and I just happen to keep my notes so I don't I would just say read the books because they're great and the author was Jim B. Tucker MD MD 
And the books are called Life Before Life and Return to Life. Okay. And I now, really, oh, go ahead, Lily. Yes, Lily. Oh, she's back. <laughs> I, was just, I was just thinking about this because I'm back. Um, and like, it would be such a, like reincarnation, like you guys kind of were touching on with the limp. It's not always like a good thing. Like you could end up with so, so many diseases and so like the phobias. And like, I think a lot of people are like, oh, I reincarnated from this like heiress and blah, blah, blah. Like we don't really talk about like the fact that reincarnation comes with things that like ailments. And um, I think that's just so fascinating that the book touches on that. I, I think I need to read these books. <laughs> I think we should. You know, what yeah. else we don't talk about? Have you guys heard of double reincarnation? Whoa. Yeah, well, next nope. level. Nope. Okay, so, so like a double rainbow? <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Lily, pull over. <laughs> well, apparently, once in a while, the families of the previous personality report that that person also used to report memories of a past life, which would mean that the same soul reincarnated twice, which is probably happening. It's just that in these cases, there's a link where you can talk to the people who can. Whoa. So like, it's like a, it's a Russian doll situation? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fascinating. Yes. Do you think that oh. the spirit is unresolved in some way where it like, especially with a double reincarnation, it's like, no, please listen to me because this one situation happened. So or is, is it just like somebody that's like a real busybody like Lily? Or, yeah, like I would definitely be a re double reincarnation person. I'd be like, no, hey, I need, I need to know all the gossip. Like, thank you. Well, there are, they do talk about how, um, boy, I don't, Gosh, it's, we, we need like six hours to talk about this. Um, <laughs> yeah. Often the case. And I'm trying to scan my notes for this, but they do talk about how, um, so, especially in the, the, they call them same family cases where the reincarnated person in the past life was in, within the same family. A lot of times they'll reincarnate when there's a really strong emotional bond, like if they died oh. when they were a child or if they if their death was incredibly sudden and traumatic um there's more to it but of course this this actually it. calls back a little bit to our art class uh salvador dali uh constantly yeah. uh referenced an actual physical and emotional connection to his brother of the same name who died uh before he was born hmm. Like just, he just he needed he needed another shot. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe uh, Salvador Dali was a reincarnation of Salvador Dali. <laughs> well, there was I think there was um, there was something in this book about every once in a while the kids will make some philosophical statement, and they talked about one boy who said that the reason why he decided to come back was because he spent too much time working and he didn't spend enough time with people he loved. And he was like three or four years old when he said this. Oh God, that's, that's, that's crushingly sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, reports of another realm. This is interesting. I'm trying to pick out the stuff that's, that would be the most interesting. That was my next question. Is there a waiting room? I think there must be um, because some of these kids talk about how you know they, they talk about what they call divine intermission like the when they're between lives and some of them say that they decided to be reborn and they made that decision with the help of other beings so that's cool and then also Holy sh some, yeah oh, oh, can we can we dwell yeah. on that for just a second just in like a so the divine a, a divine waiting room Let's call it that. Right? Uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, that's, and then there's this congregation that sort of gets together and talks I mean, about what are you going to do? That would be indicated here. See, okay. the thing about these, these scenarios is that it's, 
they're not just things that happened once or twice. It happened enough times that they notice that it's a thing, you know, a pattern. So, yeah. And then also about this other other realm, some of the kids, this is so cool, I think. Some of the kids report seeing their own family members who are also who had also died, and those relatives telling them things about their previous life that are later verified when the kid is trying to this is another Russian doll situation. So, <laughs> so let's say, let's say you have a child and the kid is saying, when I was your age, I used to change your diaper or something like that. <laughs> and you don't believe him. And he says all these details. And then maybe he starts saying, well, before I was reborn, I saw Uncle Jim and Uncle Jim told me these details about his life. And your son would have no way of knowing that because Uncle Jim's dead. He never met him. The family never talked about that stuff. Isn't that cool? That's amazing. Yeah. This is some of the coolest shit I've ever worked on. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I've never given a lot to reincarnation. I've, I, I've always kind of put it in the same kettle as uh, sort of any other um, get-out-of-jail-free card. I guess uh, that that humans need the my my draw to reincarnation my my acceptance of reincarnation is that it is constantly always around us uh, it is part of uh, nearly every biological cycle but you know dead things fall mushrooms grow out of it. Yeah, like Lily was saying in a previous episode, she believes, many people do, that when you die, you become energy, and that energy just transmutes into a different form. Yeah. I just... Oh, did Lily say something? I did. I, I was going to say that, like... Um, crap, what was I going to say? Um, oh, this is what I was going to say is I think these cases that are, are in these books is people are just more consciously aware of their reincarnation and that like each of us are reincarnated from energy, but we don't have that conscious like connection with the spirit as, as these children do. Um, so I do believe in reincarnation and I think, uh, touching on our question at the, the top of the show is um, and like this just kind of re-solidifies my belief in, in reincarnation and or and or energy distribution <laughs> re-energy distribution it sounds like you're distrib you're sending out some energy right now <laughs> sounds like Max Headroom <laughs> I am I, I am I'm absolutely fascinated. I'm Good. not entirely convinced. Well, I'm trying to pick out things that would convince you. So maybe this will do it for you. A spook is it spooky? Mm, I have two spooky things I want to save till the end. Okay. But this one is this is just <laughs> cool. Um so we're talking about um in this case, sometimes the kids are talking about how they chose their next parents specifically. And the researchers noticed a difference between the American cases and the Asian cases. Whereas in the American cases, the kids usually talk about being in heaven and picking their next parents from heaven. Okay. But in the Asian cases, they tend to talk about how they saw one of their future parents like out and about, and they decided to follow that person home to join the family. And that's when they I guess got in the womb, or I'm not sure what what happens from there. But you know, in, in some of these cases, have been at least partially verified or more because the this kid is describing details that they wouldn't have known because they weren't born yet. <sighs> okay, you don't sound convinced. I can I can do better. I I need something. No, I don't. So uh, years of disbelief in pretty much any structure, that's my problem. 
you're, you're a rebel at heart. <laughs> I was going to no. talk about um, the location of the rebirth. Um, so they apparently there's a whole bunch of these cases where you know in modern day Myanmar it used to be called Burma. There were all these cases of these Burmese children who would report their past lives. And they all said that they, in their past life, they were Japanese soldiers who were killed in Burma during World War II. And a lot of these Burmese kids feel a longing to go to Japan as if they were trapped in Burma after dying there. That's compelling. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm getting there. But I feel like- That's so I- cool. My time is running up. Is that right? Should I go right to the spooky stuff? Give me a spooky one. And give me, give me, give me a spooky, and then we have a reverse quiz. <gasps> oh, okay. Yeah. No, I know the pressure's mounting. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Halloween is coming up, and this is your spooky sode. I guess so. so... I guess we do that now. <laughs> okay. Lily, are we going to do a uh, Thanksgiving episode? And oh, yeah. a... Thanksgiving. <laughs> she sounds like a zombie. She really does. I love this. <laughs> oh, I am sorry for everyone just trying to drive to work right now. <laughs> All right. Okay, so I'm going to... I'm going to wrap up with the most unusual cases of reincarnation I could find or reincarnation adjacent. And this is real cases of possession. Like not head spinning around on the body, but that kind of thing. You ready? Oh, let's do it. Okay. Um, So this books talk about how in extremely rare cases, the past life personality can enter the body of a person who was born before the previous personality died, which is what would make it a possession. And yeah, it's hard to wrap your- No, say that one more time. It sounds like a math problem, but I I just- (laughs) Right. The past life personality enters the body of a person who was born before the previous personality died. I have wow. some examples. I have a couple yeah. of spooky examples to help understand it. <laughs> um, so there's a case of this woman who was 32 years old. So she's 32. She lives her life as you know her regular self. Then all of a sudden, she started displaying a new personality, and this was triggered by meditation and breathing exercises that induced an altered state of consciousness. And she started to speak in a different language. She no longer understood the language she used to speak. And this lasted several weeks until the old, her old personality came back. But the previous personality continued to emerge intermittently for years thereafter. And it was proven that this other personality had really lived in another part of the country 150 years before. Possession. That's spooky. I have one more. It's a little spookier, maybe. Okay, yeah, I see. You, you look riveted. That's good. Lily's what? smiling, so that's good. <laughs> okay, so in this case, I'm going to tell you about in India, a young woman had some episodes where she would clench her teeth and her eyes would roll back in her head. And these episodes ranged from a few minutes to an entire day. And during a couple of these episodes... She seems to be taken over by different personalities. One who said she had committed suicide by drowning herself in a well. And another who said he had been a man in a different part of India. And these episodes culminated in one instance where she lost consciousness and she apparently died for five minutes with no breathing and no pulse. And when she woke up, she didn't say much for a whole day and she seemed confused. But then when she did start talking again, she had assumed a different name and a different personality, which was proved to be that of a woman who had lived 60 miles away and had been murdered. And the new personality remained for the rest of this woman's life, during which time her original personality came back only for a few hours. Like at a time or like at 
I don't know if it was cumulative or intermittently, but basically she was possessed for the rest of her life. Wow. That's insane. Sucks to be her. Yeah. And I know I've been talking a lot and, you know, I'm just a guest here, but I want to say thank you for letting me come on the show. And if you want to do it again, I have, I could talk for a whole lot more. Well, I want to have you on my other show where we just like have fun and we don't talk about dead people and isn't out yet or it doesn't exist. But Lily. Hello. I need to know. Yes. Where are you at on this? Or, or... We're at, we're, I'm at 444. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. File marker four four four. Oh, okay. That means I've I've called in the missile strike to an appropriate uh, location. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Gina Marie, that's I'm... way more research than either of us have done for anything. <laughs> that's wonderful. That was absolutely wonderful. I am uh, mostly just blown away. Um, I'm still focused on Team Cheeks. And uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just, I'm very happy to be here, but I'm sad that I didn't get to talk about the kids who show an interest in addictive substances like alcohol and tobacco or kids who talk with an accent. So, I mean, I stole heroin from my neighbor until <laughs> I was 13. I didn't know but what to do with it. But when you were three, did you know how to roll a cigarette without anyone showing you? <laughs> No, no, but interesting anecdote, completely aside, um, when I was still in diapers, I would take the beer caps that were any, anywhere left in the house, and I would put them in my diaper. Why? Just saving I have them. no idea. Just saving them. Just saving them. <laughs> it sounds like it would hurt you. Yeah, so yeah. They, would, they would take the diaper off and all these beer caps would fall out. <laughs> All right, who's ready for the reverse quiz? <laughs> I am. Lily is, is slightly more prepared for this because she knows what this means. I don't. This is four jokes. <sighs> and uh, you get to judge me on them. I didn't write any of them. Uh, there was a Viking who believed in reincarnation. He was hoping to Bjorn again. <laughs> I actually like these kind of jokes. That was good. Uh, if reincarnation was real, I would come back as a tablecloth. I'd get laid three times a day and pulled off at night. <laughs> I did not. Better, Sorry. better. That was all better. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I went to a reincarnation seminar yesterday. I figured, what the hell? You only live once. Hmm. No, all right. Wrong. Um, Wrong. <laughs> and this one's not strictly. This one. Uh, it's not strictly reincarnation based, but. Uh, so the Dalai Lama walks into a pizza place. He, uh, a waiter asks him, you know, what he wants. And he says, make me one with everything. Oh. <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> I've seen videos. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, second joke was the favorite. This is the spookiest episode we've ever recorded. Well, so. if you wanted, if you want to do it again next year, I can talk about animals reincarnating as people, because apparently they have proof of that too. Bullshit. I just can't stop talking about this. I might be your most annoying guest. No, no, no. <laughs> I will give Lily. How how long do we give to do? Do you have an animal at the ready? I do. No, I. <laughs> Yes. Oh, oh just... well, it's the deer she just, just hit with her car. car. <laughs> it's the little like... 
<laughs> just throw Chester out the window right now. Let's see what happens. Uh, I hit an animal on the rug. You know, it's like no. New England. It's the deer season. Oh my Literally, god! I passed like eight animals already. I was passing someone on ninety-one the other day, and. It's pouring rain. I'm only going 65, maybe 70. And I look, and there is this deer. It's cloven hooves, or cloven, whatever, uh, yeah. on on the yellow line, just looking at me. Oh. It just How didn't big... move. Oh. I don't know. I was terrified. No, seriously, throw Chester out the window. Let's see what happens. You could do an experimental birthmark where you like carve a weird shape into his skin and then <laughs> the kid will be reborn with that as a birthmark. Lily. Which apparently came up in this book. <laughs> How dedicated are you to this show? Not not that he's like fast asleep right now, which is hilarious. Okay. So, so kick him under the kick him under the brake pedal and then just ram both of you into a wall. Ah, it, then we'll it, see what happens. It's a there body switch. It's a body switch. Oh, oh like, yes. Okay. Friday. <laughs> We're going to do that. I'll, I'll be him. <laughs> oh, Lily's, uh, the chapter has gone down. Um, Gina Marie, I, I wish we had so much more time for this. Me too, but I had a great time. You're, yeah, it's just absolutely wonderful. Well, thanks again. And, and um, if people don't want so to go to YouTube because there's tons of videos about Jim Tucker and his work. And there's this really cool story. You could look up reincarnated pilot and you'll find the story of this kid who his name was James Leininger. And it was, it's just an amazing story. It's amazing. Uh, That's one of the proof stories. I think this is the first episode that ends with a teaser. <laughs> hey Lily, uh just one more check on the traffic before we go. Yeah. Just some road work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, uh ladies, everybody who's been here, Chester, get out of the window. Um <laughs> I'm so tired. I've been up since 2 a.m. Um, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Thank you. Happy Halloween. Uh, so let's, Gina Marie, let's meet on the quad in our next lives. Lily. Okay. Yeah. You know where my truck is parked. So just get, I stuff, do. Just get stuff out of the glove compartment when you need it. I will. <laughs> Inside jokes all around. Sorry, Gary. That's the only one I know. Oh! Oh! Fucking hell! <laughs> Fuck yes! Sorry, Gary. Fuck. Oh. <laughs>